You're listening to a message from Highway Church as we welcome Jonathan and Verna Del Turco. Enjoy. Good morning. What a joy to be with you today. We love your pastors and their family, and we're growing to love all of you as well as our family. Uh, every time somebody talks about our longevity, I think, I think they're saying we're getting old. I think so. I think so but <laughs> Anyway, we're really not that old. No, well, no, no. But we're getting stronger. We're full of the zeal of God and vision for the future and how God would use us to help and strengthen churches as we move forward. I woke up this morning thinking about everything I have to do the next week, and we have some more travel coming up. And I was thinking how busy uh, we get. Life gets busy. And before you know it, what do they say? The tail's wagging the dog instead of the... Is that yeah. the way it works? Sure. Yeah. And life can get like that sometimes. And, and even, I'll say to Jonathan, even though he's got every device possible, I still say, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Isn't there a bell or a whistle that could remind you of that? Don't forget. But you know what? The Bible tells us not to forget. It tells us not to forget his benefits and all the wonderful things he has done for us. And I think of Psalm 103 that says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Who, now, what's the benefit here? He has forgiven all of our sins. He has healed our bodies. He has delivered us from every pit of corruption. He's crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies our mouth with good things, and he's renewed our strength like that of an eagle. Amen? And the Bible goes on to say, daily he loads us with benefits. Amen? And so I just want to encourage you today as, as the world gets louder and voices get louder. And that song we sang this morning was so beautiful, him, him singing over us. As everything around, around us gets louder and uh, tries to pull us away from who we really are, you just remind yourself, I'm loaded. I'm loaded. You're loaded with the benefits of God. And he's with you today and he's with you always. We love you, bless you, and uh, we're here to serve you. God bless you. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Vern is the best. Love you, honey. Well, it's a joy to be with you. Thank you for receiving us with such kindness and generosity and we love coming here, and we don't get to come here enough, but we absolutely are in love with your pastors and his family. Um, how can you not love the Boscos, right? If you can't love the Boscos, there's issues, like, like cast them out issues, right? There's, like, there's problems if you can't love the Boscos, and I know you're well taken care of here. So it's a joy to come alongside today. It's a joy to serve you. It's a joy to honor you. We pray for you all the time. We cover you in prayer. And uh, we bless you, and uh, we, we really do. We've been pastoring International Family Church for 38 years. How is that possible? Uh, even saying it, I was like, what? Um, but God's good, amen? He is faithful and wonderful and kind and gracious, and, and uh, so we are honored to be with you today. We really are, and uh, honored to keep you covered in, in prayer, and uh, we bless you today. We really do, and uh, we're grateful for this opportunity. I have a word in my heart for you today. And uh, I, I love when God puts a strong word in my heart. I love when God directs me and guides me and knows exactly what needs to be said at particular seasons and times. 
You know, it's very important that when we hear God's word, um, that we add our faith to it, because we're partners today, right? Uh, you're adding your faith to the word that's being spoken, and I'm here prepared as best I know how, and the Holy Spirit's on the inside of me about to deliver this word, and together we're going to be partners in faith, partners for what God has for us. I believe it's a word that will, will bless you today, but it's a word getting you ready for tomorrow also. It's a word that, um, you know, what I love about people of destiny like your pastors and their family and, and you, you know, what's inside of us is so much bigger than what's outside of us. Would you agree with that? And oftentimes that can be very frustrating, knowing that what's in you is so much bigger than what you see, so much bigger than, than the reality of what is, a, what is available to your sight and what you're experiencing in your life. But that's the good news today, and, and I want to help you today understand God's perfect plan and, and, and really open that part of our lives up today. So um, let's pray. Let's believe God together, and uh, I believe God's going to have a lot of good things to say for us today. Father, thank you for this wonderful time we've had together. We worship you. Our hearts are open. We're ready now to receive the incorruptible seed of your word. We believe it's going to be sown in good ground today. We believe, Father God, our, you're going to open our eyes today. You're going to give us illumination today. This isn't just information, but it's going to be, Lord, transformation today. Seeds that impart into our hearts that will transform the way we think and transform our level of expectation of what is yet still to come. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you've done already. It's a lot, and we're grateful for it, and we give you all the honor and glory for it. But, Father, we're very well aware, Lord, that you are, have so much more in store for us because what we've already seen on the inside is so much bigger. We give you all the honor, all the glory and praise. And we believe, Father God, that you expand us and enlarge us. And we believe with all of our hearts, Father God, that what you do in our midst today is a good thing. And we believe it with all of our hearts. And we thank you, Father God, for being so gracious and so good to us. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. I want to talk to you this morning uh, about when opportunity knocks. When opportunity knocks. You know, the good thing about God is God is a God of opportunity. He really is. And he loves making sure that we walk in opportunity every day of our lives. And that's the good thing about God. God doesn't want us living frustrated right there on the doorstep of opportunity, but never fully walking into the opportunities God has prepared for us. So God wants us walking in opportunity. God wants us to live in this opportunity on a daily basis, and I'm grateful for that. And God's prepared us and wants us to be ready so that when opportunity knocks, we'll be ready to answer. We'll be ready to understand. We'll be ready to walk in that, amen? And we believe that with all of our hearts. And so for a few minutes, let's just talk about doors. I believe doors are very significant in our lives. I don't believe we understand how many doors in the natural we enter and exit and uh, the, the significance of doors. A, a door can be an entrance. A door can be an exit. A door can be a bridge to great opportunities. It can be a barrier that limits us. Uh, a door can open up our eyes to understand where we are welcome and where we're not welcome. A door can represent acceptance or rejection, and I can't get past that door. Uh, a door can provide protection for us from, from harm. It can absolutely open up to new opportunities. Doors are so important in our lives. 
And the Bible, uh, the the doors have great significance in the Bible. We know that to be true because Jesus said, what, I am a door. I'm the door. He's the entrance to salvation. He is the way. That's great news, isn't it? And we know that, that doors, there are doors that, that what, when, when God opens, no man can close. There are doors that when God closes, no man can, can, can enter, right? They, can, they can't open them. Uh, there are so many different types of doors represented in the Bible. And we know that there's a narrow door that leads to life. There's a wide door that leads to death. Um, there are doors that we, when we open, you know, the, the Lord says that there are doors that when you knock on these doors, there are doors to answered prayer that if we'll just keep knocking, right, he'll open up that door to us. We know there's a door into God's presence through worship, through prayer. We know that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and show us doors that we should walk through and doors that we should keep closed, right? So there are so many aspects about doors that we need to understand that I believe is going to be very helpful for us today. So here's our key verse. Key verse is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. We're going to read this verse in just a moment. And the context of this verse, uh, we know that, that Paul um, desires to uh, visit Corinth. And he is, where he is, he's in letting them know, I desire to come and be with you um, in Corinth. But uh, uh, there's a door of opportunity for me here. And I, I just can't come just yet. I want to come. And here's the reason why. And it says in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, For a great and effectual door has opened up to me, and there are many adversaries. Sometimes we like the first part of that verse, but we don't like the last part of that verse, right? 1 Corinthians 16, 9 in the Amplified says, For a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me, there a great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. You know, over the past four decades, uh, the Del Turcos, we have been so blessed by how many opportunities God's opened up to us. We have been overwhelmed by the favor of God and the goodness of God. We have seen God move in ways that we thought, what, how in the world do we end up here? And how do we end up with these folks? And what a great opportunity. And on and on, the favor of God. And, and we've, we've experienced opportunity after opportunity. And no doubt in your life, we could probably be here all afternoon talking about the opportunities God's opened up in your life, right? Amazing opportunities for prosperity and blessing and healing and relationship and over, over and over again, what God has done for us. We could all say, thank God for his provision. Thank God for his, his, his ability working in our lives, right? Every one of us could say, man, I got a testimony to talk about the goodness of God and opportunities, doors of favor and provision. And, you know, we've met people that we've always dreamed about meeting. And here we are with them, almost pinching ourselves. Like, could we, are we actually here? Are, are, are we, are we, we are being invested in our lives by these amazing people. And so we can go on listing the opportunities that God has given us. And, and you could too, and this church can, and, and every one of us can. And I say all that to say this, as grateful as I am for four decades of opportunity, as grateful as I am for all the many years of opportunity in your life, let me tell you something, it pales in comparison to what's about to come. It pales in comparison to what God is about to do and wants to do and prepare us for, amen, in our lives today. We believe that. Now, to God be be the glory for all that he has done. But, man, 
There is so much more yet to come. How many believe that? There really is. And I believe that with all my heart. And I, I see that breakthrough and provision and healing and restoration and favor and strategy and love and compassion and on and on we go. It, it's time though to prepare our hearts, grow our faith and set our expectations for opportunities that are yet still to come in our lives. I believe it with all my heart. And I believe that God is setting us up and God is preparing us. And, you know, I know with all my heart, the Lord spoke to my heart just a few days ago about coming here to say, you're going to be, you're going to be speaking into the very foundation of this ministry, speaking into the very future of this ministry, a word that will be a declaration, not only for today, but for continuation of what God desires to do. There's so much bigger than what God wants us to, wants to do in our lives. Now, the secret of walking in God's highest and best is to be ready when opportunity knocks. See, because when opportunity knocks, it's too late to get ready. Right? So the question today is, will you be ready when opportunity knocks? That's a great question. It's a question you need to ask yourself and a question you should probably write down. Will I be ready when opportunity knocks? And I want you to be ready for when opportunity knocks. So let's talk about doors today and why they're so important. And, and I want to give you five things you need to know about the doors in your life. Number one, you ready? That was a question. Yes. Yeah, good. All right. Thank you. Number one, every door is a decision. Every door is a decision. In the Bible, doors are metaphors for choices that we make every day. Your choices, not your circumstances, determine your destiny. I'm going to say that again. Your choices, listen, your choices, not your circumstances, determine your destiny. Let's stay there for just a minute. Choices. Now, I understand circumstances. I get it. I get that we're, 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 we're moved by drama. I, I get that circumstances can be very overwhelming. I, I get the fact that, that when you're going through a trial and a storm and a test, it's, it's, it can be consuming. No, no doubt about that. And many of us have been taken captive by our circumstances. We've been taken captive by our feelings and we've been taken captive by all the drama in our lives. And we've been taken captive by the hurt and the pain and the disappointment in our lives. And, and I, I get how that can guide us and direct us. And we've all been there, done that. But there's something so much greater than all of your circumstances. It's your choices. Choices. Now, it goes on to say, I'm sure it's up on the screen, it is. It goes on to say, it's easier to blame your circumstances than take personal responsibility for your choices. That's a pastor talking right there, right? right? It's easy to blame your circumstances. It's easy to blame the ex or to blame this ex-boss or to blame this person or the circumstances or the, the craziness of life. It's so much easier to, to uh, blame our circumstances than take personal responsibility for our choices. So if you're going to be a person of opportunity, a person that's ready when opportunity knocks, then you've got to learn how to make the right choices. You've got to be ready to understand that I can't be blaming circumstances. I can't be playing, uh, doing the blame game. If I'm going to be a person of opportunity and a person that walks in the highest and best that God has for me, and if I'm going to go from glory to glory, from one victory to another level of victory, then I, I, I've got to overcome this, this choice, this, this circumstance thing, and I've got to recognize my choices make all the difference in the world. Let's make better choices. 
Amen. We need to learn early in life um, that just because there's a door there doesn't mean I'm supposed to walk through it. Right? Just because it's a doorway, just because it looks like an opportunity, doesn't mean it's the right opportunity. Doesn't mean I should be walking through it. Doesn't mean that it might work for somebody else, but it might not work for me. So we have to get over the fact that just because there is a doorway there doesn't mean I'm supposed to walk through it. The second thing you need to know about the doors in your life is your destiny will be shaped by which doors you walk past and which doors you walk through. Hmm. Amen. The challenge for all of us is to know which are the right ones, right? Because every time you walk through a door, listen, there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay for every door you walk through. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you energy. It's going to cost you effort, right? It's going to cost you emotions. And let's be honest, how many of us here in the room today walk through a door that we said, there's no doubt that's the right door. And you walk through that door, and it was the worst door you ever walked through in your life. Anybody honest? Can't lie in church. Come on. Right? I mean, I, right? I, I put the other leg up if I wouldn't fall over. It's, we've all been there. We thought for sure that was the right door. Right? We thought for sure, man, I nailed. This is good. This is right. And, man, it, it just couldn't have been a worst-case scenario. Uh, we were so sincere and had so much big expectation about that, and it was the wrong door. And I'm sure you'll all agree, man, that was, that's not fun, right? And depending on the type of door that you walk through depends upon the level of, 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 of um, uh, uh, not circumstances, level of, of uh, consequences, thank you, level of consequences that we face. There are people today still suffering from the consequences of that bad choice. Some consequences are no big deal. They pass and we get over it and the bump heals and the scar goes away, right? But there are sometimes, man, the consequences are there and it's overwhelming to us and very good people are still walking, paying the price of walking through the wrong doors. That's why it's so important that we get this right. So how do we, how do we go? How do we do this? How do we get past, how do we make sure we know which doors to walk past and which doors to walk through? Well, the Bible calls it discernment. Now, that's not my subject today, but it's a great subject. Discernment, how God gives us wisdom to know. It looks good, smells good, but something in here says it's not good. You have to go with what's on the inside, don't you? It's discernment to choose the right doors, and, and especially when it comes to your money, when it comes to relationships. It seems like we make the most mistakes around, along those doors, don't we? Relationship doors and money doors and those, those doors that are so important in our lives. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, Today I have given you a choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Choices. Making the right choices, amen. I'm always amazed at how many people have a broken chooser. They have a broken chooser. Man, they're choosing, looking for love in all the wrong places. They're putting their money in all the wrong places. They're, they're, they're in situations where it seems like, man, I, I, I wanna do what's right, but it seems like, man, my chooser is broken. And uh, so we give up. 
we say, oh, I, I, I seem like I can't pick the right guy. I can't pick the right girl. I can't pick the right job. I can't pick the right opportunity. Seems like I, and we just give up and we're frustrated. And the good news is the Holy Spirit wants to help fix your chooser. Amen. There's no reason that we should go through life continually choosing wrong. Something is wrong when we're always choosing wrong. Isn't that right? Amen. So God wants to fix our broken chooser. Number three, the third thing you need to know about the doors you walk in in, in your life is, uh, number three, a door may be an opportunity from God. These are the good doors we want to go through. I'm going to hang out here for a few minutes. Let's go back to our key verse of scripture in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. For a great and effective door has opened up to me, and there are many adversaries. So let's look at those words, the word great and effective. Let's lift those two words out of the verse, and let's define this. Great, unusually large in size and dimension. Effective, valid or powerful, producing desired results. I read that and I think, that's the doors I'm believing God for. I read that and I think, man, that's what I want to walk through. Those are the doors that I'm believing God for. Those are the doors you're believing God for. Doors that are great and doors that are effective and doors that are tremendous opportunities. Every one of us want to do that. Every one of us want that kind of experience. Every one of us want that kind of breakthrough in my ministry, in my job, in my career, in my family, in my relationships and future opportunities. Every one of us want to have that opportunity in our lives. But why don't more of us walk through those God opportunities. What's the deal? Because hanging around the entrance of that door is what? Adversaries. One translation says opposition. That's the challenge. Amen. The greater the door, the greater the opportunity. The greater the door, oftentimes the greater the adversary. The greater the opposition. Amen. So why aren't more of us walking through these great doors? Why aren't more of us walking through these effective doors? It's because there are adversaries there and the adversaries chase us away. The adversaries are are always causing more confusion and more opportunities and what happens is the adversaries do their very best to, to, to cause us not to see what God wants us to see. And oftentimes we're so moved by our adversaries. We're so moved by our circumstances. And here's what I've learned over the years. Opportunity plus opposition equals God's will. Right? Opportunity plus opposition equals God's will. I've learned that over the years. That is an equation you can take to the bank. That's an equation that works. Trust me. That's an equation we might not like. We might not say, I'll sign up for that. But if you want God's will, and if you want these opportunities, then opportunity and opposition go hand in hand. It really does. I'm amazed at how many Christians say they hear from God and give up at their first flat tire. They quit so easy. They stop right there. They, they, they definitely heard from God. And we just give up so quick. See, when God opens a wide door of opportunity for you, it will be the right door, but it doesn't mean it'll be a problem-free door. We've got to get over the fact that there are problems in these opportunities. See, if you're always moved by every problem, you're never going to walk through the opportunity. 
And once the devil knows that he can chase you away with just a little bit of breeze and a little bit of rough air and a little bit of, of, of testy waters, that he knows he can stop us from walking in God's highest and best. How many of us have been robbed from the blessings of God because of opposition? How many of us get moved by adversity? We're so sensitive. We're, 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 we don't have the depth. We don't, we're, we're overwhelmed by feelings and we're moved by all these things. And, and God's trying to do some great things in our lives. And, and, and guess what? We, 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 we allow ourselves to be distracted. The bigger the opportunity, the greater potential for opposition. Yeah. Now, I've learned over the years that I was making way too big of a deal of the opposition around us. And so one day I'm complaining to the Lord, nothing that you ever do. I'm complaining, like, why is it taking so long? And what's the deal? And come on. And I'm whining away and, and, and going through all this. And I hear in my heart the Lord say, the odds have always been against the righteous. The odds will always be against the righteous. Get over it. I, at that time, I needed a hug. I didn't need a, a strong word like that. I'm, I'm feeling bad for myself. I want somebody to rub me and rub my face and rub my back and make me feel better about myself, right? He says, get over it. You know what that means? That means that I was making such a big deal over the opposition that if I didn't get over the opposition, I would never walk into great opportunities. And the Lord just said, you, you better get over this. You have to get over the fact that there, there, there will be storms. Welcome to living in over your head. The Lord said to us years ago, I want to teach you how to live over your head and enjoy it. That's not easy to do, live in over your head. Living over your head in the dream that's bigger than what you think you could ever accomplish and the, the amount of money that it will take and the amount of vision and the people and the resources and opportunities. And so we, we need to learn how to get over it, amen? And, and, and thank God, with the opposition, God gives us the perfect amount of grace to deal with every opposition, amen? See, I've learned that when the flat tire, when the tire gets flat, guess what I do? Fix it and get back on the road again. Right? That doesn't mean that every time there's opposition that we quit and that we let go of what God's plan is. Amen. We can't get away from it. God's will and opposition go hand in hand. I didn't sign up for it. I don't want it. But I knew I needed to, I needed to be a better, a better weather man through the storms so that I don't allow the storms to stop me from walking God's highest and best. Am I in the right room this morning? Is that a good word for you? Amen. Same number three, a door may be an opportunity from God, but it also may be a distraction from others. These are doors that take you away from the right doors, right? These doors become dead ends and wasted time and wasted money and wasted energy. It's amazing how many people think that they know what best doors you should walk through, right? And, and if you're not careful, they can convince you to walk through a door that's not God's will. Sounds good to them. But, but we can be distracted by these wrong doors. Just because someone makes a door sound so good doesn't mean it's a right door. It could be a giant distraction in our lives. When I see an open door, it doesn't mean it's automatically God's will, right? It means I got to stand and, and, and not allow the enemy to stop me from walking in God's highest and best. Again, it requires discernment, amen, not to allow it to be a distraction. 
So a door may be an opportunity from God. It may be a distraction from others. And listen, it may be a trap from Satan. Let's just talk about that for a minute. It can be a trap from Satan. And so um, Jesus said something to Peter that I believe is, is opened my eyes and is such revelation. So the context in Matthew, um, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? So some say, well, you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah. And some say you're one of the prophets. And then Jesus says, well, who do you say that I am? All right, you know the story. Peter pipes up and says what? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus, man, gold star, Peter. Man, you're the, you're the star pupil today. And he, Jesus says to him, man, flesh and blood couldn't reveal that to you. Only my father could have revealed that to you. And so he's the man. Peter is like walking on cloud nine. All right? He did something right, right? And then Jesus goes on to talk about what was coming, his crucifixion, that he would die, um, and so forth. And then Peter pipes up and says, no way. The same Peter that got the gold star said, no way, this is not going to happen. And here's what Matthew 16, 23 says. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. Wow. He's the golden boy? And now Jesus is calling him Satan? Here's why. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Wow. See, it wasn't that Peter was from Satan. It was Peter's attitude right now. It was his focus. It was, it was a focus that would, was not cooperating with the, what God's will and plan was. Anytime I look at my future from a human point of view and not God's, it's a trap. Anytime I look at my problems from a human point of view and not God's, it's a trap. Anytime I look at opportunities from a human point of view and not God's, it's a trap. Wow. You might say, well, pastor, what's a human point of view? A human point of view is, well, pastor, I'll make more money. Pastor, I got the acceptance letter. Pastor, the weather's warmer. Pastor, my credit went through. Pastor, it's on sale. Pastor, she's smoking hot. Pastor, he's so good looking, he makes like he's got a, a great job and a puppy. Right? Human point of view. Nothing wrong with any of those things I just listed, but it's incomplete when all you're doing is looking at the human side of things without inquiring of the Lord, is this you, God? Nothing wrong with better weather. Nothing wrong with more money. Nothing wrong that she's smoking hot. Nothing wrong that he has a lot of money. Nothing wrong that it's on sale. Nothing wrong with any of that. But if we don't inquire of the Lord, we're going to get ourselves in trouble. Why? Because we live our lives based on a human point of view. How many students have we sent to college simply because they had the acceptance letter, never asked God about it, and we almost lost them or we did lose them? Because they were not supposed to go there. They let the letter be the human point of view without taking time to say, God, is this you? That's good. That's good. Amen. That's, That's what got Peter in trouble. 
that Jesus was saying, man, you're, you're messing me up because you're, you're surrounding me right now. You're not encouraging me to do this thing that God's perfect plan and destiny is. You're, you're all bound up by a human point of view. And that messes up our opportunities, doesn't it? It could be a trap from Satan. And it doesn't mean God doesn't care about those things. It's just we don't measure that way. Amen. We must inquire of the Lord and don't assume. That'll save somebody's life right there. The fourth thing you need to know about the doors in your life is number four, God will open doors for you if you will open doors for others. God will open doors for you if you will open doors for others. We call this what? The golden rule. Luke 6, 31. Do to others as you would have them do to you, right? Uh, Message Bible says, here is a simple rule of thumb of behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. See, when you have this golden rule working in your life, when you're opening doors for others, it keeps your selfishness in check, right? Selfishness has a thousand faces and it's, it never fails how many times it can manifest in so many areas of our lives. We must recognize and see how true that is that we must absolutely open up our hearts and allow God to use us to be a blessing to others. It keeps our selfishness in check. Amen. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are blessed. Amen. That sounds like highway church. What do you think? Right? Absolutely does. And so we we recognize that when we are willing to be a blessing, willing to not just say, I want a door open for me, but once those doors open for me, I am willing to open doors for others. I am willing to give to others. I am willing to sow. I am willing to help. I am willing to make somebody else's life better. That's part of opening the doors of opportunity in our lives. Amen. Our fifth thing you need to know about the doors in your life is number five. God will crack open a door to give you a glimpse of your future long before you're ready to walk through it. Why? To inspire you to grow. Man, this is so important. Think about this. When you're not quite ready, and God knows you're not quite ready to walk through that door. He knows you're not quite ready to experience that or to to enjoy that or to have the maturity or the character to deal with that. And he knows that. He knows that, but he doesn't want your life to be so frustrated. He wants you to recognize that he gives you a glimpse so that you won't give up. So you won't let frustration stop you. You won't let the pain of where you're at, the growth that needs to still take place, the healing in your heart. Amen. God gives us a glimpse of things to help us see and to help us know. Amen. Why? Because he wants you to be inspired. And the more you inspire, inspired you are, you'll be committed to grow. Amen. To get ready, to prepare. God has this destiny for you that, that, that only you can destroy. Satan can't. God won't. People don't have the power to. The only person who can alter our destiny or change or stop our destiny is us. Amen. That's so true. You know, God's not going to show you a map of your life from the beginning to the end. Now, we want him to. But the reason why he doesn't is because he knows it'll freak us out. You'll say, what? I'm going to do what? I'm going to stand up in how many front of how many people? I'm going to sing what? I'm going to play what instrument? I'm going to 
what? Right, we would totally freak out if God showed us the whole thing. That's not what he does. But he does give us glimpses. And those glimpses are for a reason and for a purpose to open up our hearts and to recognize God's plan and purpose for our lives. Amen. And, and it worked in our life. My wife was 13 years old when she got that glimpse. The Lord said she'd be married to a pastor. She'd be a pastor's wife, 13 years old. I was 15 when that glimpse opened for me. And I knew that I would be a pastor. That dropped in my heart. 13 years old, 15 years old. Didn't happen for a long time. But what it did was it put a hook in our mouth. It put a desire in our heart. It put a dream in our heart. It kept us. It kept us moving forward. Helped us realize that preparation was necessary. Helped us realize that there'd be a day that this glimpse that we would see, that God would open up a door. Have you gotten your glimpse yet? Have you gotten your glimpse of what God has for you? You know, the younger, the better. When you get that glimpse in your heart, that glimpse, and what that glimpse does is it, 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 it causes you to not allow the pain of yesterday, the, the, the struggle of your poor choices, or what others have done to you, and the overwhelming nature of a broken heart. That glimpse says there's still hope. There's still a plan. There's still a purpose. There's still a way and an avenue to get to God's highest and best in our life. That glimpse can be a desire that drops in your heart that never goes away. It's a picture. It's a thought. It's an opportunity. It's something that settles in your heart. And the next day it's there. And the next day it's there. And through the next storm, guess what? It's still there. And after that broken heart, it was there. It's still there. It's absolutely there because that's God's plan for our lives. That's God's purpose. Amen. And we thank God for those glimpses because it, it captures our heart and will not settle for second best. It captures our heart and will not settle for anything else but God's highest and best. I love what Habakkuk 2.3 says. See, God does it a little at a time. The things that I'm planning for you won't happen right away, but slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. That's a good word for somebody. That's a good word for somebody to say, you know what, I'm going to continue to trust God. I'm going to live holy. I'm going to do right. I'm going to, I'm going to walk free. I'm going, to, I'm going to do whatever it needs to do so that when opportunity knocks, I'm going to be ready. So the same question remains. When opportunity knocks, will you be ready? You need to be. And you need to recognize that there are so many opportunities about to come your way. What do you need to do to get ready? Work on you. Go to counseling. Get out of debt study, go back to school. What is it for you that you need to do to be ready? To be ready for opportunities that absolutely are going to be those great and effective doors. And God says, I've got big plans for you. So much bigger than what you ever thought. This church, for God's purpose and plan. We were talking a little bit about that last night over dinner, weren't we? As, you were, as we were talking at, at dinner, man, I, I thought, man, God, you, you've got a word for us today. A 
word because these opportunities that are yet still to come, opportunities that are still uh, on the horizon, opportunities that God's still now getting us ready for, amen, getting us ready for all the beauty and all the plans and purposes of what seemed lost. Praise God. It's not lost at all. We're not going to let opposition. We're not going to let the devil. We're not going to let people. We're not going to let our past poor choices. We're not letting any of it stop us. It's a new day. It's an opportunity for us to say, I will not be discouraged. I will not quit. I'll not let go because I know God is a God of opportunity. And he will make a way where there seems to be no way. He will open up the door and he will cause us to walk fully in his perfect will and plan. Even though the opportunity might look so much different than what we thought it might. You know, we look on the horizon, we think it's gonna look a certain way. And when you get over there closer, you realize that it didn't even, that wasn't even close to what it looked like. Amen, but he got us going in the right direction. He got us going in the right place. Amen, thank you, Jesus. Why don't you close your eyes for just a moment and thank him for just a moment. Oh God, you're a God of opportunity. God, you're so good. God, we thank you that you are encouraging hearts right now because disappointment and discouragement and, and heartbreak and the pain of the past would cause us, Lord God, to give up hope. But you're saying, no, 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 no. Do it all you, you have to do to, to walk in my freedom, to walk in my liberty, to walk in my highest and best. Don't let the past and the past experience stop you from walking into the future of what God has for you. Because we're not defined by our past, we're defined by our destiny. And Father, we bless you today. Lord, as our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, we just say, thank you. Thank you that you are a God that knows how to set us up. You're a God that knows how to make something out of nothing, to turn a mess into a message. You're a God that knows how to heal the brokenhearted. You're a God that knows exactly how to set us up for your purpose and plan. Lord, I pray that not one person in this room today will leave this place or anyone who listens to this message hereafter Lord, will ever look at their opportunities ever the same. That you, Father God, will cause us to really zero in on how you want things done, how we should prepare. And we leave that up to you. And we believe, Father God, that you know exactly how to get us from point A to point B. You know how to get us right to where we need to be. It seems like we might be lost. It seems like we might be floundering. It seems like we have lost our way. But you know exactly how to get us back on the right path for the right purpose, for the right time. And we give you praise for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just hang here for a minute? just worship the Lord. Why don't you open up your voice? Why don't you stand to your feet with me? And let's just worship him today and raise those hands towards heaven and say, Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father God, that your presence is here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, 
we bless your name, Jesus. I don't know if you have a song in your heart to sing, my friend, if you something that we can worship the Lord with, something that will help us to enter into his presence. Oh, we bless your name. Come on, lift up his, your voice to him today. Lord, we honor and adore you, Jesus. We thank you, Father God, because you're healing hearts. You're setting us free, Father God, the fears and the anxieties that would try to stop us from walking in your highest and best. It's not going to happen. We bless you, Jesus. time to get over that it's time to get past it it's time to get on the other side of that yeah it wasn't right it wasn't fair no it wasn't good at all but you're in a amazing church that's a spiritual hospital and I know you've been getting stronger all the time more the wholeness and the healed of the Lord over and over and over again it's time now to look more future focused say it's time to dream again it's time to hope again it's time to say yes again it's time to get back involved again it's time to get back on the front line again it's time to get back in the game it's time to get roll up your sleeves again it's time to say yes to God it's time to say okay God enough is enough it's time to move forward it's time to say yes to God's perfect plan and perfect will. Healing belongs to you. Wholeness belongs to you. Amen. And God's a restorer of all those broken dreams. He's a restorer 
of all the price we paid for all those wrong choices. He's a restorer. And he brings us back whole again. And he brings us back strong again. Brings us back to a place of wholeness and victory again. That's the kind of God we serve. Well, he knows how to do it. He's a good God. He's a good, good father. And we bless you, Lord. And we thank you that you are our healer and our deliverer. You are a God, Father God, that brings us back strong again. Hallelujah. Because you're singing over us and you care for us and you love us and you care so deeply about every part of our lives, our children, our husbands, our wives, our friends, our future wife and future husband, future children, future opportunities. Oh, thank you, Father God. We will not limit you. We will not say it can't be done. We will not allow you, allow us to think anything else but your highest and best. And, and, and you're a God of abundance, more than enough. Over the top, God. Oh, thank you. Be that kind of God to us. In Jesus' name. No matter what the opposition, no matter what the adversaries say, we're focused on your will and your plan and your voice to us. So, Father, I bless every person in this room today. I declare, Father God, that opportunity will be on our thoughts and in our prayers and open up our hearts to you being the God of opportunity. We're going to be preparing and ready Amen. So will we be ready when opportunity knocks? Absolutely yes and amen, we will. We will do whatever it takes. We will say yes and we will be in that place, Father God, growing and thriving and opening up our hearts and extending our faith and believing God that you know how to bring us to that place that we need to be. Lord, to open those right doors for your honor and for your glory. We'll not doubt you another day in our lives. Forgive us for our small thinking. Forgive us for our small dreams. Forgive us for being paralyzed. Forgive us for being in fear. Forgive us, Father God, for thinking about only what I see around me and not going back on the inside to the dream you put on the inside of me. I'll not be moved by what's on the outside. I'll not be moved by what I don't have. I'll only be moved by what your word says and what your plan says and what you deposit in my heart. I'll not be moved by anything else but your plan and purpose and what your word paints pictures in my heart of, our, of the future you have planned for me. So, Father, I thank you that you break us through all the limitations. And we're going to be in that place where we thank you for these great and awesome opportunities that are still yet in store for us that we speak into our future and we speak in our tomorrows and we say yes and amen to all that you have for us. We'll not doubt you another day and we'll say yes to everything you have prepared for us and we will do whatever we have to do to prepare and be ready for your perfect will and plan. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. Come on, thank him today. Hallelujah. Pastors, I know this, that as you're ministering, there are broken dreams being not only made new, but improved. <laughs> new and improved dreams. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.